Hello and welcome back to the Thinking Jew podcast where we dive deep into Torah and Jewish philosophy, always uncovering a deeper side of Torah and Judaism we did not know existed beforehand. I'm your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel from Richardson, Texas, and I can be reached at the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com. Today I want to discuss a topic that has come up a few times in conversation recently, and it's really a continuation of last week's podcast about blessings as well. And that is the concept of holiness in Judaism. As Jews, we're actually charged with the mission of being a mamleches kohanim v'goy kadosh, a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. And often when we think to ourselves, what does holiness mean? What does it mean to be a holy nation? Our mind often goes to a picture of a saintly rabbi with a long white beard who sits at his table and just delves into the depths of Torah day and night. And although it's true that the rabbi is holy, but God tells us in this verse that the entire nation is a goy kadosh. The nation is a holy nation. So holiness is clearly not limited to just a few great leaders of each generation. Additionally, there's actually six times in the book of Leviticus that Hashem commands the Jewish nation, Kedoshim tiyu, you should be holy. And this is clearly a command to everyone, to the whole nation. So clearly the concept of holiness is more expansive than just a few uniquely holy individuals. So I think a good place to start is to look at what the Torah itself describes as holy, and maybe we can use those examples as somewhat of a case study to discover their underlying reasons, find the common denominator between them, and try to discover what exactly is the concept of holiness in the Torah. There are basically three separate concepts that are consistently described as kadosh in the Torah, as holy in the Torah. Number one is Shabbos, and really all the holidays. The Torah says in the beginning of Genesis, that God made the Sabbath holy. And the Ten Commandments, again, God commands us, remember the Sabbath and make it holy. And this really includes the holidays also, which the Torah refers to as Mikra Kodesh, a day of calling of holiness. So the number one on the list is Shabbos and the holidays. Number two on the list is the Jewish nation. Like we mentioned earlier, God commands us multiple times to be Kadosh, Kedoshim Tihu, as well as he calls us a Goy Kadosh, a holy nation. Lastly, the third thing that's consistently referred to as Kadosh is the Mishkan, or the tabernacle, the place of dwelling of God in our world, which once we eventually settled in the land of Israel, the name actually got changed to the base Hamikdash, which literally means the house of Kedusha, the house of holiness. So here are the three things. We have Shabbos, the holidays, we have the Jewish people, and we have the temple. And the question is, what aspect of them is there that's causing the Torah to refer specifically to these three things as holy? So I want to begin to decipher this with a very strange verse that actually connects all three of these concepts in one place, and it just so happens to fall out in this week's Torah portion of Emor. The Torah in chapter 23 of Leviticus begins with Shabbos, and then it goes into a discussion of all the various holidays and their laws. Then randomly in the middle, right after the Torah finishes discussing the holiday of Shavuos, and before it begins the discussion of the following holiday, Rosh Hashanah, 
it throws in a seemingly random verse. This is in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22. And it says as follows, As you're harvesting your fields, don't reap the corners of your field and the sheaves that fall down. Don't go back and collect them. Rather, leave them for the poor people. I am Hashem, your God. And this verse, describing leaving a portion of your field as charity for the poor people, seems completely out of place. Right in the middle of a discussion of all of the holidays and all of its complementary laws, God felt the need to insert laws of agricultural charity? What in the world is going on here? And the greatest Torah commentary, Rashi, who always picks up on every small nuance that appears off in the text, he writes on this verse that it's teaching us that anyone who leaves these grains behind in their fields for the poor people, the Torah considers it as if they built the temple and offered their sacrifices on the altar. So the reason the Torah placed this charity in the middle of the holiday sacrifices is to teach us that if you do this charity, it's as if you built the temple and offered sacrifices. And what's fascinating to note is that this contains all three elements of holiness that we described earlier. Here we are in the Torah section describing Shabbos and the holidays, and the Torah gives us a random action between a Jew and his fellow Jew, and when he does this mitzvah, it's as if he built the temple. So we find all three elements of holiness coming together here. Let's explore this. What exactly is holiness? So one of the most classic books in Jewish character development, and if you've never read this book before, it's a must-read Jewish book, and it's called Mesilas Yesharim, or in English, The Path of the Just. It's written by the great Jewish mystic named Ramchal, whose name was Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lazado. Ramchal was a great Kabbalist, and he wrote many books on the deeper elements of Torah, but this book he wrote for the layman, and he wrote this to teach every Jew how to grow in his own personal journey, how to develop his character traits and become the greatest Jew that he or she can be. And he writes this book in levels of ascension of character development. So the first level he calls watchfulness, in which he describes the basic mindfulness and noticing your actions and surroundings. He continues on there to the next level, which is called zeal or alacrity in English, and he goes on to cleanliness, etc., climbing the ladder of character development. And his style is he first describes what that character trait is, and then he suggests practical ways of how a person can acquire those character traits. The last rung on the ladder, the highest level of character development, is called Kedusha, or holiness. And just like by all the other traits, he starts off with defining what holiness is. And here's what he says, quote, One who acts with holiness, even his physical actions, transformed to be holy actions, similar to the priests, the Kohanim, who fulfilled a positive commandment of the Torah as they ate the stakes of the sacrifices. And a person who acts with holiness is himself considered like the tabernacle, because the Shekhinah, the divine presence of Hashem, resides upon that person just like he did in the temple. Once this person is so connected to Hashem, every item they use in the physical world becomes elevated through them. And Rabbi Lazaro concludes and he says, to summarize, the concept of Kedusha, or holiness, is that a person should be so connected to God that no matter what action he does, it does not create a separation between him and God. Rather, he connects that item to God. So listen to this amazing definition of holiness that the Ramchal is teaching us. When you engage with the physical world, you uplift those physical actions more than they drag you down to your animalistic physical side. When we eat, 
when we marry, when we make money, holiness is elevating that physical interaction up to the spiritual, up to God. The holy person connects all of his actions throughout his life to Hashem, elevating himself and the entire world around him. What is Shabbos all about? There's a mitzvah that the whole week long, when you come across a tasty-looking piece of food, you're supposed to set it aside and say, this special piece of meat is for Shabbos. Shabbos is a day in which we eat the best food, we wear our nicest clothing, there's a special mitzvah to be intimate with your spouse on Shabbos. All of the physical pleasures of the world are transformed into mitzvahs on Shabbos. Shabbos is the day in which we can most easily engage in the physical world and infuse it with spirituality, elevate it. That's part of the Shabbos' DNA. What about the temple? The temple, as we discussed more at length in episode 14, it shares these same properties as Shabbos. The temple was a place within the confines of our physical world in which every action you did, you literally felt God. You bring an animal, a physical live animal, and you bring that as an offering to Hashem, and through that physicality, you connect it to the divine in a tangible way. And if you think about it, Shabbos and the temple are really one and the same. They're the same concept of a certain easiness in elevating the physical up to God. The difference is that Shabbos represents us in the dimension of time. As we pass through time, we enter a zone called Shabbos. And the temple represents us in the dimension of space. As we walk through our world, we find a place called the temple. But both of these two concepts represent the ability to easily take the physical and connect it to Hashem and the spiritual. The Jew, like Shabbos and the temple, reflects this concept in the everyday world of action. The Zohar, the greatest Kabbalistic work, says that a Jew who lives his life based on Torah is called Shabbos. And the Ramchal said earlier, in the path of the just, if you get to the level of Kedusha, you're called the temple and the tabernacle and the altar because God resides on you. So the Jew, through his everyday action, through living his regular life in the physical world, but a little more connected, doing things with some more mindfulness and elevating his actions up to God, but doing the same business he was doing beforehand, eating the same delicious food he was eating beforehand, and having all of those same physical pleasures he was having beforehand, can infuse the world with a higher level of holiness. To the point that we look at that Jew and we say, you're a walking Shabbos, you're a walking temple. So I think now we can understand what Rashi, the great Jewish commentary, meant when he said that when you're harvesting your field and you leave certain parts for the poor, it's as if you built the entire temple and offered sacrifices on the altar. He means that when you go out to the world, you're doing your regular everyday job. You're not in a deep meditation. You're not listening to a holy Torah class. You're not feeling like you're in the middle of a major spiritual experience. You're just a farmer doing your job. But in that harvest, you leave over the corners of your fields for poor people. And when some stalks fall out of your hands, rather than going back and picking up every piece for yourself, you leave it there for the poor person. You're connecting your everyday physical experience to God. And through that, you're transforming yourself into a living example of Shabbos. You're becoming a living example of the temple as God's shechina, God's holiness, God's presence is residing on you. This is true Jewish holiness. It's not those few minutes that we spend each day in prayer or in meditation, in Torah study. Rather, it's living every moment of our lives, 
remembering that God exists. And when we're mindful of this, every action we do throughout our day is another opportunity to connect to God. So to put it all together, the definition of Jewish holiness is enjoying the physical world while being mindful that God exists and elevating the physical world up to God rather than allowing yourself to chase the physical world and lower your spiritual side down to it. The examples of this we have in our world is Shabbos in the dimension of time, the temple in the dimension of space, and Jews in the dimension of human beings. Our job of being a Goy Kadosh, a holy nation, is a nation that lives and enjoys the physical world, but does it in a way that infuses it with spirituality. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Thinking Jew podcast. If you did, please subscribe, leave a rating or review. And as always, feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or topic requests. The Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com.